Welcome to Coffee Time Conversations on art, faith, life, and of course, coffee. We are your hosts, Robert and Rebecca Prince. So glad you're joining us for episode 12. Thanks for being here. Well, you know, this week, we just wanted to tell you about a place that we love here in the Dallas area called Jam and Toast. We have yet to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, and I can't believe we've waited so long because we love it so much. Yeah, we really do. And so we took a, a friend there for the first time this week. Um, I mean, that particular friend is the first time we took her. <laughs> right. And uh, we go there generally about once a week. And every once in a while, we'll skip a week. But every once in a while, we'll also go twice a week. Or three times. Or three times. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. Not usually. My wife limits me. Um, but yeah, so it's one of our favorite places. Definitely favorite breakfast places, but favorite places in all, really. Yeah. It's a very um, friendly place. Like you just feel like you're you're part of the family. It's a family ran restaurant. Yeah. Um, and you just they get to know you and they have conversations with you and they take really good care of you. We've always had great um, service there. Yeah. Um, plus the food is really delicious. It really is. You know, I just found out recently uh, they had an article in the Dallas News about them opening their second location. Yeah. Which just opened in uh, December, and found out at that time that. Their crepe recipe, which I eat their crepes about 80% of the time, probably. Their crepe recipe is about a 40-year-old family recipe. And it is just delicious. They have definitely set the bar as as far as crepes for me. Yeah. So This time when we went, though, we had lunch. and We did. We don't have lunch normally. We usually go for breakfast. Even if we go at a different time than breakfast. Yeah, because breakfast is served. So they're open 8 to 2 um, every day. Yeah. And breakfast is served all of that time. but And generally, we do go at breakfast time. But this time, we went for lunch, and I tried a turkey cranberry panini. Oh, yeah. And it was so good. Just the combination of ingredients. Um, It just was delightful. I'm going to have to have that more. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I've I've been hearing about their Reuben from uh, Food Group um, on Facebook. Taste of Irving. A Taste of Irving, yep. Uh, group here on, on Facebook for the local area. And I finally tried their Reuben, and it's a panini also. Uh, no, uh-uh. it's not a panini. It's yeah, just it's just a Reuben. sandwich. Reuben, Reuben sandwich. And it is delicious as well. So, in fact, I didn't eat the dressing on most of it. Um, for a flavor break, I dipped it in the dressing a few times, but uh, they didn't automatically put the dressing on it. And it was delicious either yeah. way. So... Uh, so glad to have done that. Of course, we missed our coffee this time. We love their coffee as well. They have some really good coffee. Yeah. It is a bold coffee. It's very bold. Um, very strong. And the, and the first sip, you think, oh my, this is the strongest coffee. Um, but if you, if you take a couple of sips, it's not. Um, well, no, it is. You just get used to it, probably. Well, it, it's not strong in the sense that um, it's very acidic or bitter or anything oh, right. like that. It's no. just full flavored coffee. It is. So um, you just have to get past that first sip. But it is yeah. really good. It's it's worth um, having. It is. Yeah. And so we, of course, since we had lunch, we did not order the coffee, and so uh, missed that a little bit. But um, we'll just have to go back sooner rather than later, right. so that we can have our breakfast with our coffee again. Right. 
Um, yeah, so that's actually, you know, just talking about that first sip being strong. One of the things when we try new coffee, one of the things we always do is we kind of remind, I wonder if it seems like I remind you more than you remind me to, you've got to take three sips before you really get to know the coffee, before you really can taste what it's going to, uh, to be like, you know, what your experience is going to be drinking a whole cup. Right. Just the first taste never sits well and never is, is the right taste, uh, the true taste of what it's going to be like to drink a cup. So if you try a new coffee or any drink, this really applies to anything. If you're trying something new, give yourself three little nibbles. If you're trying something to eat or three sips, if you're trying a new coffee or new beverage. uh, Before you make up your mind completely. Exactly. Yeah. And so, uh, but if you're in the local area, Dallas, Fort Worth, Metroplex, they have two locations here in Irving. Jam and Toast does. They just opened up their second location. And so you can find them online. Of course, we'll link to them in show notes as well. Uh, But they're just great. Um, Ran by two sisters uh, that own the place. And uh, generally, one of them is at either location. Um, Yeah. And, um, you know, it says something. Of course, they, they signed the lease. About three days before shutdown happened here in Texas, back in March. the second location. Yeah, the second location. And their other location had been open about a year and a half at that point. And so they've spent the last nine months. They opened first part of December. And so they spent those nine months trying to figure out when do we open and do we open. And uh, thankfully, the landlord really worked with them a lot uh, in that shopping center and in that location. And But they are open, folks. So go out there and support them. Uh, If you get to Dallas or you live in Dallas... Look them up. Jam and Toast, Irving. So this week, um, we've decided to continue the conversation a little bit that we started last week with Katie Arthur um, and talk about being mismatched spiritually with your spouse. Yeah. And our experience with that. Right. Exactly. So I guess let's jump into this episode then. When um, when we got married, if you've listened to our story a little bit, um, I had been a Christian most of my life. Um, I, I had spent some time away searching my true beliefs, but overall, um, I had I have been a Christian for the majority of my life, and Robert had not. Um, he was fairly new to the faith, so um, we kind of started out not quite on the same page we did um (laughs) we yeah i mean our basic beliefs were the same but you had a lot more depth of belief um, than i did yeah and and we were pretty traditional in the sense that um the man is the head of the house and uh he should be the spiritual leader and because i had um, more knowledge of the Bible and our beliefs than you did, it, it kind of, I think it kind of made you insecure. Sure it did. Yeah. Yeah. And it made, well, and I, and I grew up, I, the, I was the baby of five boys and I grew up with a uh, very strong uh, father, head of the household. So that, although that wasn't necessarily what I thought going into the marriage that I would be like going into a marriage where I was not um, spiritually mature like you were. Um, in fact, I had just recommitted myself to Christ just a few weeks before our marriage. Right. And, uh, I had been searching, um, you know, for several years about what I believed and if I believed why. 
and that didn't include a whole lot of study. And so we've, of course, already talked about that, so I don't want to go down that path, but you can find that in, in our previous episode, Faith, um, episode three or something like that, I think. so. But it did cause a lot of self-doubt, a lot of, um, a lot of insecurity. You know, there was a lack of confidence there for sure. And honestly, um, internally, that caused issues in our marriage externally. The way we interacted, the way I interacted with you, right? the way you interacted with me. I mean, I, I feel like you stepped back and tried to let me lead, maybe not the first six months. <laughs> um, but overall, I feel like you you tried to step back and let me be the leader in that aspect. Now, of course, we're also talking 23, 24 years ago. So this is 1997, 1998. Right. And um, it definitely caused some issues in our marriage, uh, just being spiritually mismatched uh, right. at that point. Yeah, but um, you were very eager, too. I was. So, um, you did a lot of Bible reading and a lot of Bible study on your own. Um, like like we said, our church was in revival, so we were at church a lot. We right. spent a lot of time there. We did a lot of volunteering with our college and career group. So, yeah. um, I do feel like, yeah, I did step back some, but you you really picked up the pace as well. Like you really wanted to be that person. Yeah. Um, so for the duration of the first, however many years, even though there were problems, I think we were definitely moving in a direction together. Yeah. Yeah. I think we were both moving the same direction. If, if not at different speeds, uh, right. For sure. Spiritually. Exactly. Yeah. Spiritually. Yeah. And so, you know, following up last week's conversation with Katie, um, we've gotten some feedback um, on that um, from people. And this was really, if you've listened to that, that episode, you know, this was really the first time Katie shared that publicly. And so she's gotten some, some feedback from people she knows, of course, that hadn't known kind of the story. And um, we've gotten some feedback from some friends some listeners to the podcast. Yeah, some listeners. And other people are going through that. And so that's th- those are the kind of stories we want to do, kind of conversations we want to have on this podcast when it comes to our faith, for sure. Right. And so I, th- I think that um, there are a lot more conversations like that out there to be had. And so maybe you know somebody that has been spiritually mismatched. Maybe it's not to the extreme. Uh, like with Katie's situation where her spouse um, kind of doubted and didn't share that with anybody for, you know, six, seven months and, and then renounced his faith and stepped away from the church. And it caused Katie to really evaluate what she believed and why. And um, it's really solidified her faith. Right. Um, you may be like Rebecca and I, where you've had different times throughout our marriage. We've been married in June, it'll be 24 years. And there are times I know thinking back, in fact, you and I were just talking about this this week. I don't know that we've ever verbalized it, but there are definitely times where I felt like you were, or I don't, I don't know that I, I felt like, but that I doubted that you were pursuing Christ like I was. And I also knew there were times that you were probably pursuing Christ a lot more than I, I did yeah. at certain times. And then there were a few times where I don't feel like we either one were pursuing a relationship with Christ like we should have been. Correct. And those were definitely the times we we had the most challenge and most problems. We struggled the most with each other and just being happy in life. 
Um, Yeah, it wasn't just about being happy with each other. It was definitely felt like we were on a path to... um, We've both had um, dealings with depression and anxiety and different things. And I I know those times are more prevalent when we are not um, pursuing our faith like we should. Right, right. Yeah, it it definitely helps uh, a feeling of hopelessness be the prevailing emotion right. uh, that we deal with most when we're not pursuing Christ um, as we should. And, and we've said many times throughout the years that the pr- a lot of the problems in our relationship came because of our lack of pursuit of Christ at the time. It, it really, really was a reflection. The status of our marriage was really a f- reflection of our status in relationship to Christ. Correct. And I'm talking individually here. Yeah. So, because I, there's times I had problems with our marriage. And I generally wasn't pursuing Christ at those times. Yeah. I went through um, my own struggles with uh, being angry with God and and not um, agreeing with things. <laughs> yeah, really the way he, the way you thought he was treating you. Right? I, I, <laughs> I, mean, I didn't really quite know it, how to say it, but I felt yeah. like he was um, not being true to his word. Yeah, he wasn't being faithful to his word. Um, and, and that's not necessarily the case, and I see that now. But at the time, I was very angry with him, yeah. and it did affect every other aspect of my life. Yeah. Well, it was definitely, a, it was a, you felt hopeless at that time. Yes, I did. Like nothing was ever going to change. If it hadn't changed up to that point, it wasn't going to change. Right. Um, so not only in our marriage, but I mean, just with some personal situations you were dealing with. Yes. And so I, I think there's times in any marriage, in any relationship, I think there's times where we pursue Christ and also pursue each other differently than we do at other times. Um, maybe we're we're pursuing each other um, well, and I think we're doing that really well right now. And it's reflected in in our marriage the last five, six, seven years, right? Uh, yeah. And so, but there's definitely been times where we haven't pursued each other uh, like we are now, and those are the times where we've started kind of slipping apart from each other. Yes. And letting other things take priority um, in our in our marriage and in our relationship with the Lord, even. Yeah, uh, it's easy to get distracted, and then not make intentional decisions. Um, The decisions come from just being on autopilot. Um, It's where intentionality uh, can really make a difference in your life. Right. Yeah. And and I think, you know, I think you, you said it when we are just kind of drifting, kind of coasting, right? Things seem right. But then a year down the road, you're like, how in the world did I get to where I am? Right. And it's like that old adage. Yeah. You get in a boat and you stop rowing, stop trying to go to where somewhere, somewhere intentionally, you're going to end up somewhere. Right. Uh, probably someplace you don't want to be. Right. And uh, that has definitely been the case for us several times. Yes. And I definitely think that's true, um, you know, spiritually in marriages as well. Um, you know, in conversation with Katie last week, they didn't have a conversation about his doubt and what he was thinking about his faith for seven, eight months um, until he had already made his decision. And I think so much of that conversation and, and so much of that decision that he made was probably from not being able to talk about it, not being able to discuss it openly within the church, right? Within right. the church group he was in, uh, the friendship group that he was in possibly. And, and I think that's true with us as well. I think the times that we've had the most issues and we've withdrawn the most has been times where we haven't leaned into community and shared the, our life um, with people and the things going on in our life in a real and an authentic and honest way because we felt like 
well, we were, we were just kind of faking it, whether that be because we were in church leadership or whether um, we had other reasons to do it. Maybe we just didn't want to deal with it. And in some cases, we were just ignorant to it. Right. We just didn't see it because we were just kind of on autopilot. Well, I feel like um, people's perception of the church is that everybody is great all the time. Right. And we know in the church, we know everybody is not great all the time. But I don't believe a lot of the times that the struggle is talked about openly with people because you're kind of taught you're supposed to have faith um, and speak positively instead of negatively. And I think as a church body, um, we're learning that you have to, you have to talk about the struggle. You have to um, bring the pain and the doubt and um, depression, anxiety, all that things out into the open um, to, to allow the spirit to help you deal with that. And a lot of times that's done through conversations with other people in the church. Yeah. Um, because that generally is your, maybe your running crowd or a small group you're in or something right. like that. Um, but it, that is just now starting to be more commonplace. Yeah. Um, and it, it's always been needed. And I think it's always been available to a point. Yeah. Um, but now it's definitely like, hey, we know this. And we talk about it more openly with others. And I think that's part of what we're wanting to do with this podcast is um, help shine some light on the darkness. So then it's not dark anymore. Right. Having the conversation brings a a light to the situation. Right. And will help other people, just like the people we've heard from and the, the people that Katie's heard from after this episode launched last week. Um. You know, they're going through some of the same things and they had nobody to share it with right? and hadn't told anybody else about it, but dealing with it internally. And so often when we deal with it internally, we can't really truly walk through it because we're just ruminating on it all the time. And so it, it helps. I feel like just with anything, talking it out helps us move through it, helps us find healing Um, And it may not restore whatever it is or restore the marriage or restore our relationships to the previous place, but it, but at least it will give us a footing to go forward on. And sometimes it will restore even to a better place than it was before. Right. When we can feel like we can honestly doubt and question what we're going through so that other people can, could speak into that uh, biblically, hopefully. Right. Right. And um, bring wisdom into those situations and help us through it. Well, a different perspective. um, Sometimes we get so stuck on our own perspective that we miss the full truth of a situation. That's true. Um, And sometimes you need that different perspective just to have the full picture of something. Yeah. Well, and so we just want to say that, you know, we've definitely gone through those times of being mismatched, not only spiritually, but emotionally and the, the way uh, it, our goals in life. And 
so there's many ways to be mismatched. We're talking about spiritual mismatch today, and, and mostly that's what we talked about with Katie last week. Uh, but we want to let you know you're not alone if that's you, or maybe you know somebody, have a friend or family member who may be going through the same thing. Let them know they're not alone. Um, you know, we have Katie's contact information in that episode last week. She would love to talk to anybody who's going through that. Um, reach out to us. We'd love to to be, um, you know, uh, an ear that uh, you can bend, if you will. And so, you know, with that conversation launching last week, it, it definitely has been, it's one of the episodes, actually the episode probably that I'm most proud of up to this point. That was episode 11, I think. We're in episode 12 today. And um, it helps us, it has helped us realize, I guess, that we want to have more of those types of conversations. You know, we're, like I said, we're in episode 12. We've gone through 12 episodes now telling a little bit about ourselves and kind of getting our feet under us. Right. right. And so, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about taking a time of planning. The new year was here, taking a time to review what we've done and kind of planning for the new year. Not, not trying to lay it out week by week, but definitely getting a direction. Right. Um, that we feel uh, is from the Lord. Right. So um, we are going to take a short break from this podcast just to help us plan for the next season. We have felt kind of a shift in our goal and our purpose, um, and and we want to um, really plan that properly. Yeah. Also, um, we want to not reach the point of burnout by trying to... Um, well, I just think trying to make things happen from a standpoint of producing another episode of some things that we're not quite sure about. Right. And so I think not only burnout, and we're not talking about just burnout with the, with the podcast, we're also talking about burnout in our lives because we've made some decisions, um, like Katie said last week, a pivot. Right. Um, we're making a pivot, in, if you will, uh, in some areas that um, just from reevaluating over the last couple of weeks, right? The, the ending of the new year, uh, I'm sorry, the ending of last year and the beginning of the new year, uh, using that time to reevaluate kind of some directions and what we're doing. And so we're also taking kind of some different directions in other areas in your painting and ceramics and looking at this as a business, what, what does this look like? And let's make money as fast as we can with those areas produce so we can start selling stuff. And, and we're kind of reevaluating and saying, you know what, let me just continue figuring out who I am. Let me play a little bit and uh, let me write. I don't really know um, the people that I want to write to, but I know it, I want it to be Christ-based. I want it to help people take their next step with Christ, but also help people literally take their next step in their journey, whatever that might look like as well. Right. Yeah. And so um, we're just slowing down just a a smidge. Yeah. We're just pulling back the reins. We're not going to stop. In fact, I read a quote this morning from Confucius. It says, it doesn't matter how slowly you go, just that you don't stop. Yes. So we're not stopping. We're just going to slow down um, and not try to make everything happen right now. Exactly. Um, And some of that requires us to really think and plan, and we can't plan while we're going. While we're trying to produce. (laughs) Right. So, so we're just going to, we're going to take a small break from the podcast so we can plan properly um, the next season of where we're going. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, we're not saying it's going to be a month or two months or anything like that. In fact, we don't think it will be, but 
Um, at the same point, we're just taking a little bit of break from the podcast. We'd still love to hear for, from you during those times. And it should be said also, because I'm, and I'm, I'm probably thinking this and nobody else may be thinking it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, that Confucius quote was just in my daily planner that I'm using. <laughs> I don't read Confucius. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but I kind of brought that up out of the blue. So I wanted to mention <laughs> that. So, um, yeah, well, we do appreciate you guys um, being here with us and listening to us and interacting with us and letting us know what you're thinking. Um, as always, uh, you know, you can reach out to us at info at coffeetimeconversations.com. Uh, you can also DM us on Instagram and Facebook. And we really want to hear from you. What are you guys thinking about the show? And um, and is there a conversation that you would like us to have? Yeah. Maybe um, that's with you. Or maybe you know of somebody or know of conversations that need to happen within the church or just in life. Yeah. We're open. Um, so just join the conversation. Let us know uh, what you think. So we really appreciate you joining us for these conversations and look forward to being back with you shortly. Thanks so much for being here. We will talk to you later. Bye.